Hi, everybody. You're listening to Coffee Talk at the Castle with your host, Alyssa. Hey, you guys, and welcome to Coffee Talk at the Castle. I'm your host, Alyssa. We are on episode 19 today. Ooh, so excited. I'm so excited to be in September. I'm excited that Halloween is getting closer, which means, of course, Thanksgiving and Christmas are getting closer. I feel like some people just kind of skip right over Thanksgiving, but Thanksgiving is actually probably my favorite holiday. And if for some reason it's not, it's just tied to be my favorite holiday. But enough about holidays. We're going to put that on the back burner right now. And today's episode is going to be about rules at Disney. So I've talked in the past about some rules kind of sprinkled in or, of course, my absolute favorite lifetime band stories. But we're going to kind of dive into just some of the general rules as well as some of the kind of wacky rules and what happens when you do break those rules. So Um, before we get into that, let's talk about the exciting news with Disney. There was a a whole bunch of news this week, except for the fact that, yes, Disney World annual passes did go on sale on the 8th. Hooray for that. I didn't hear of any hiccups with that, so I'm happy that everybody was able to get their passes. And of course, you had the wait online, but it wasn't as dramatic as what I've been told. I mean, the night of the 8th, I was able to not even have a queue. I was able to just go ahead and get in and check out the prices. Of course, I haven't gotten the passes yet because there's four of us and that's a pricey, (laughs) pricey, hefty price tag. So I'm like, it's, it's a lot. So I'm just making sure that we want to do that, which is of course something we want to do. But anyways, let's go ahead and dive on into this episode, Rules at Disney. So I think the best place to start is just clothing. Um, It's definitely one of those hot topics. I mean, I've walked around parks before and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe people were allowed in there. And there's kind of this gray area with, I should say, clothing specifically. Disney has a very broad spectrum of, quote, anything that detracts from the experience of other guests. So yes, it's supposed to be family friendly, but of course it's depending upon what cast members see you, obviously where you're going. If you're wearing a sweater going in, if you're wearing pants that you change into shorts, you know, all these things. But diving in, so costumes is a big thing. Of course you can't wear costumes if you're 14 or older, except for those special ticketed events. So that's like Oogie Boogies, Mickey's Not So Scary, um, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas. A lot of people dress up, do family costumes, and that's totally okay, just not during regular park times. And on that note, with those costumes, you're still not allowed to wear masks, have fake weapons or something that resembles a weapon, or long capes, I should say, any dresses too that are very long, excess trains on the ground. And those are just safety measures. So the masks, there's, of course, exceptions for kids that are 13 and under. However, they do have to visibly see your eyes, and there can't be any issues with the child's vision, meaning they have to be able to see completely. So um, if something's part of the mask is blocking their eyesight, it's technically not safe, and Disney won't let you wear it. 
And in terms of the weapons, obviously lightsabers and toy like swords that you can buy in the park is definitely one of those exceptions. Although I have seen the occasional cast member ask for a child to put them away if they were swinging them and hitting other people, which, yes, that has happened to me multiple times. Um, Shoes, that's another necessity. So I myself, I've talked about this in prior episodes where... I'll actually bring a pair of flip-flops, especially if I know if A, it's going to rain, or B, if I'm going on a water ride, just because I don't want that yucky feeling of just the wet socks, wet sneakers all day long. Sure, everything else dries out, but you're never going to get away from that feeling of just wet shoes. And if you're truly on vacation and that's all that you have are those pairs of tennis shoes, it's going to take more than just overnight to dry them out. So, of course, you're going to have to get that blow dryer out and dry the heck out of them, which who wants to do that? So, yes, you do have to wear shoes. Many of the water rides actually do a special announcement saying you need to keep your shoes on. However, there is one ride that comes to my mind where you can actually take your shoes off. And, in fact, some of the cast members insist that you take your shoes off. Soaring over California is one of, or I should say soaring over the world because it's no longer California, um, is one of those rides where, of course, you're going up in the air. So with flip-flops or slide-in slip, like sandals, slipperisk, you know, just the slip-ons, um, sometimes they will ask you if you don't want to take them off already to please remove them in fears that it might be flying out or go, obviously down the where the projection is or hit somebody in the face it's all versus safety so most times if I'm wearing flip-flops or slide-ons that are just easily able to come off I'll just park it right in front of me in soaring over the world and then we'll soar and that's one of the only spots you'll be able to go barefoot now another weird one is scarves so this kind of goes along with the cape rule If you think about it, Disney has a lot of moving parts, whether it's parts on the rides or just doors and tracks and all those things are always around you in Disney. So the scarves and the capes thing really goes hand in hand in the fact that they don't want you to get stuck or choke or um, get hurt in any way by somebody stepping on it. So if you have a very long scarf or something that could be construed as something dangerous to yourself while others as well as harming obviously the ride around it then they'll probably ask you to take it off for the remainder of the park now um clothing i mentioned this on instagram this week but clothing with inappropriate messages words images all those things um is definitely a no-go so a lot of times if they don't spot it through the gates, that doesn't mean you're safe. That doesn't mean it's like, oh, it's fine because they didn't say something when I scanned my ticket. No, either A, they just weren't paying attention, B, they weren't as conservative as another cast member, or C, you actually could have been covering up whether or not you noticed with your bag or a jacket or just something else you were holding. Maybe your hand was covering it. But they really want it to be a safe place for Disney. Now, I know myself, I probably only have one <clears throat> quote-unquote inappropriate shirt, which I <laughs> I love just to get the looks. I sent this on Instagram, too. Um, I get a lot of chuckles, and of course, I get some dirty looks. Um, it says, I want the D, and the D is in your typical Disney cursive. So that is the worst thing I've worn. And even then I've gotten some looks. I've never been told it was inappropriate by a cast member 
or somebody obviously working for Disney. It was totally fine. Never been asked to cover it up by a cast member. Of course, I've had some snarky remarks by other guests, but nothing from a cast member. However, I never took a picture with a character wearing that, and that's something we'll get into too. Um, But yes, on the note of clothing, and we'll finish it up with the excessive skin rule. So I know some of you with TikTok and some of you with Instagram may have seen over the summer the rule where this person was wearing something that was offensive. She had a lot of skin showing, so they gave her a certificate to go and get a free shirt. Supposedly, these certificates are handed out with anybody at the gate where they have um, either too much skin showing or just something just blatant offensive on their shirt or their clothing. And it's a redeemable coupon for any shirt, no matter what the price is. So this woman was saying that she got a free spear jersey from just wearing a shirt that was showing her top basically it was it was very open but um it was a hot day in florida so she was just wearing it to be comfortable and she got the certificate for a spirit jersey so then the trend has been going on that oh if i wear something you know a little bit more showy or something offensive disney will just give me a free shirt no matter the price i haven't heard if that rule has changed yet i wouldn't be surprised if it changed in my opinion i think disney should just have a generic shirt for obviously a wide variety of sizes that just says like Disney parks on it. Something crazy generic, not so exciting, but um, I'm not going to lie. It is tempting to wear something that is maybe questionable to hopefully get a certificate for a free spirit jersey, especially now that all those price increases are starting to go. On that note, let's go ahead and move on to characters. So characters over at Disney have a lot of different standards and the whole topic of cast members and their rules I feel like is a whole nother episode I could do and those rules are ever changing. We heard that those rules obviously with dress code was a there's a huge change in like how your hair is, your makeup, your just your looks, you know, um so um, going into characters, there's a few things that characters cannot do. And I'm talking characters meaning across the board. I don't just mean Minnie and Mickey. I also mean the princesses, Winnie the Pooh, all the villains, stuff like that. So they can't specifically sign well cards. They can sign a whole bunch of things. I've seen people sign storybooks, uh, pillowcases, t-shirts that they're not wearing. That's another thing, too. You cannot wear anything that the characters are signing. But there are certain things they just can't sign. So the thing about the get, get well card or something along the lines of they're hoping to accomplish something, some people have construed that, well, if a certain character signs it, that means it must happen, which obviously we all know isn't the case. Another thing is they can't sign any skin. So um, unfortunately, some people have tried to have their arms, their chest, their babies even signed. And obviously, Disney will not allow any of that to happen. And on that note, Disney will also not allow any of the characters to hold your baby or your child. So you'll notice a lot of the characters will bend down, try to get level with your child, or they'll ask you to come closer if you're holding the baby, but they will not actually hold your child. Also, they won't be a part of any of your special announcements. So if you're trying to get, you know, Disney's Mickey and Minnie to hop in on your proposal or your baby announcement, hold a cute little onesie, that they won't do. They won't hold a ring. They won't hold a banner. They won't hold a onesie. They won't hold a t-shirt, you know, nothing like that. And if something does happen to where somebody's proposing in front of a character, 
the rule is they step aside during that proposal just to make sure that um, the image is of your guys' special moment, not with the character. Another rule is no food or drinks around the photo, like for characters. So no food or drinks around the characters, which means, of course, no alcohol. Definitely Disney does not want any photos captured with a character and alcohol. They also don't want to be around any like soda or food with branding as um, ad placement or anything like that. They don't want to be promoting anything uh, with the character or having the character promote that as well. They also can't be photographed with inappropriate messages, like I said, with clothing. So if by chance you do sneak in with an inappropriate shirt, uh, be warned that you're probably not going to be able to get photographed with a character then with that shirt. And if you do, it's because you flipped it inside out covered it with something, put a sweater over it. I don't know, put tape on it if you found tape. But yeah, there's a good chance that you're not going to be able to sneak it. (laughs) The more cast members who see you, the more likely you're going to get caught and asked to either change your shirt, flip it, buy a new shirt, something along those lines. Now we're going to talk about a few random rules here. They're not really categorized. It's just kind of rules that I find interesting or just rules to know about. Um, One that we actually just found out in our family in our December trip of last year in Disney World was no balloons in Animal Kingdom. And when this rule was explained to me, I totally understood. I just had no idea it was a thing. So when we are in um, Disney World, we normally buy a Mickey balloon, tie it to a stroller, and A, the girls get a kick out of it, but B, it's a way to identify the stroller. And We always happen to get a yellow Mickey balloon, which my eldest daughter always calls lemony because, you know, lemons are yellow. But anyways, so we were taking it into um, Animal Kingdom and we got stopped when we rung our ticket in and got asked to go to guest services where they explain that they don't allow balloons because it is a hazard to the animals if they get loose. Um, The animals could end up choking on the balloons or just ruin parts of their habitat, which I totally understood. I just, I didn't think about. So they'll happily hold on to your balloon the rest of the day so it doesn't have to sit in the hot car and pop or you don't have to drive back anywhere. Just ask for a little tag and they'll go ahead and hold on to that. There's also no balloons in water parks as well. So if you're at a nearby hotel, a lot of times baggage, they'll hold it with all the um, hotel baggage so you don't have to worry about, you know, again, leaving in your hot car, having it pop because I think most of us have had that experience where we're transporting some type of balloon and the heat in the car just ends up popping it. Another rule is um, no climbing on things. And I think this is pretty specific in many different places. They actually have tons of plaques. And even some spots where you're like, I wouldn't have even thought of this as a climbing thing. But apparently other people have. For example, in 2015, there is a woman who is very clearly not sober, if you catch my drift, over in Epcot. And she was trying to scale the pyramid over in the Mexican Pavilion. And um, another instance in 2017 over in Animal Kingdom in Disney World, there was about four people trying to scale the Tree of Life. And these things just kind of go on. There's people who try to get on stage, like on Carousel of Progress. And I am just astonished. And I think whenever I see those signs around Disneyland and Disney World, it just reminds me, I'm like... They have to put that sign up for a reason. Obviously, somebody has tried not necessarily climbing in all the spots their signs are, but there was obviously a reason they had to put those signs up. And 
Again, I understand how alcohol can definitely come into play in making some poor life decisions, but I'd love to know what exactly happened to these people too, which draws me to another topic we'll talk about later, but of course, lifetime bans. Now, another thing is there's no selfie sticks allowed in the Disney parks, as well as large tripods. I have been told if you have a tripod shorter than six foot, it's fine. But another cast member said a good rule of thumb is if you can fit it in your backpack, you can probably bring it in. However, if they're able to pop it open and it's crazy tall, you're going to ask to either leave it behind, go put it in your car or something along those lines. Now, there's a lot of good reasons behind this. Selfie sticks have been a problem for Disney, whether it's been because it's blocking people's magical views during fireworks, parades, while people just, you know, set up camp, set up shop, and be able to record these spectacular shows, or it's just on the rides. People will bust them out on, like, um, Thunder Mountain, on Space Mountain, which, of course, so dangerous. You're moving so fast. You don't know. You're not in complete control of these selfie sticks. And not to mention the Incredicoaster, which I have shared this story before on Coffee Talk at the Castle, but my older sister got stuck on the Incredicoaster. I'm not sure if it was screaming at the time, but it was because somebody had a selfie stick and it fell. And of course, the whole ride had to shut down and they had to evacuate everybody. So yeah, don't be bringing your selfie stick to Disney. Just either do the photo pass or get really good at the small tripods or just asking somebody to take a photo. I know it's hard with COVID. Um, but there's a lot of good trash can spots too that you can do. And yes, sometimes taking your phone on the ground can actually have some amazing photos, especially with the castle in the background. So don't be afraid to kind of switch it up or use your backpack to prop up your phone. There's a lot of great ways to get those picture perfect moments as well. Speaking of photos though, do not take photos of the backstage. And when I mean backstage area, I mean spots that are restricted normally for people to not go. So I'm talking about any spots where cast members are only supposed to be or if you get escorted off a ride because it breaks down. I've talked about this before. We've been on quite a few rides where they've broken down and we've had to evacuate the ride. And they do ask you specifically, please, no photos or videotaping of what's going on. A, it ruins the magic. B, it's just something that Disney doesn't want out there, which I understand. You know, a lot of the construction sites, um, especially with like the Tron roller coaster going on, I know I've seen the signs where they say punishable by law or by fines, no photos except for approved by Disney. So there's a lot of rules about photography. So when in doubt, just, just don't take it. Another big one right now is no smoking. So for the longest time, Disney had smoking areas. I mean, heck, at the beginning, Disney actually sold tobacco. But now in all domestic parks, whether that's just the theme parks itself, the water parks, I think the ESPN Center too, um, none of those areas are good for smoking. You actually have to leave those premises and then step out into the designated smoking areas outside of those parks. So it kind of makes it, again, going back to the family-friendly areas to where they, nobody has to worry about smoke or vaping. I mean, I see a lot of people trying to sneak a vape, and cast members are really on it. And if it's not the cast members, it's definitely the guests that feel like they're inconvenient. So they tell a cast member, hey, so-and-so is smoking or vaping over there. I have seen somebody in Disney World um, get escorted off of the premise because they refused to leave the area. It was over in um, the Liberty Square area where there's stroller parking right across from uh, Haunted Mansion and, like, the riverboat. And he was 
trying to hide in this little area. And I think actually it was like a cast member entrance or exit somewhere. And he was trying to smoke there. And he refused to put out his cigarette. And at that point, security was already called over. They had a few cast members and a few higher ups. And they escorted him out of the park. So just leave the park. You know, I know it sucks, especially when it's crowded because capacity numbers, it was always a thing. If you leave the park, you're risking the fact that you might not come in. But now with park reservations, I don't see if that's ever going to be a problem. But I don't know. Time will tell on that one. Now to the spot that I'm most excited about. Lifetime bands. Oh, I don't know why this makes me so giddy. And I think it makes me so giddy because I'm like, I hope I never, again, never do something like this. I live vicariously through those stories. But then it always interests me, the people's mindset of why they think this is okay, why they think they can get away with it. Why would you try this at Disney, one of the most magical places that you'd hope to never get thrown out for a day, let alone your whole life? Like, that would just suck. So um, there's a few stories I'll talk about. Now, if you don't know what a lifetime ban is, I kind of just said it, but... Basically, you're banned from Disney parks, and most of them I've just heard it's domestic, so Disney World and Disneyland, but that's also Downtown Disney, Disney Springs, um, any of the water parks. I believe it's actually the Disney hotels as well, so it's a very strict policy. Basically, you're trespassing if you go on any other property. So one example right now, there is a TikToker, a gentleman who got famous by trying different types of water from different fountains in Disney. He posted actually a few videos that got really big. And then one of the times, I'm not sure if he was on Disney Springs or a Disney property though, he got um, escorted off, given a do not trespass uh, piece of paper, which was basically the lifetime banned. And now I, I don't think he's fighting it now. I think he's just trying to get his voice back on TikTok. But it was a very interesting story for me. A lot of people are like, oh, well, what do you expect? You're breaking the rules. And it's like, yeah, you're right. You're breaking the rules. But also there's a huge audience that was watching him break the rules and was begging him to break more rules. And I just think circumstances like that are kind of just interesting to see how they unfold. Um, Some of the things that could get you a lifetime ban are, of course, breaking the rules, multiple rules, or just the same rule over and over. If you've been asked to leave and then you come back and you do the same issue over and over, of course, Disney's not going to want you to come back. So that makes total sense. Physical fighting of another guest or a cast member, there have been instances, too many to really name, and it's really sad, of guests either having a full-on fight like we just heard over in Magic Kingdom on the ferry or the famous Disneyland fight over in Toontown where it's just like why why you got to do this why you have to why do you have to get physical in Disney or the poor CMs that I've heard multiple stories of punches being thrown over at cast members just because they're frustrated or they're not giving them the right answer, whatever it is, totally not okay. There's never a time and place for that over in Disney, Um, except obviously if you yourself are getting assaulted and you can't get out of the situation. I want to make that very clear. Another issue is shoplifting. So if they catch you shoplifting, you are going to get banned from Disney. My husband and I actually saw somebody trying... I I guess they successfully shoplift, but they like puppy dogged the area afterwards. So it was a dark night over by Splash Mountain and they have that little shop across the way from Hungry Bear over in Disneyland and somebody snagged a pair of ears and just walked right out. And I told the lady, I was like, uh, 
did you ring this guy up? And she's like, definitely not. And I was like, okay, he definitely just took a pair of ears and he's just sitting out there. And he was just like standing there with a group of friends, kind of like, uh, I don't know what to do now. I just walked out with these ears. I don't know what to do now. So in the time of him just kind of, I guess, coming to terms with what he just did, she was able to call security and they, um, I saw them just meet up with them, but I didn't see the, what the end result was. But it's always interesting to me to see what people will try to do, obviously, in Disney, which shoplifting is no surprise, whether it's the hefty price tags or just people being stupid. Like, you don't need it that bad. You definitely don't need to get banned from Disney over a pair of ears. So just don't do it. Another issue is performing lewd acts, which I'll talk about some of these in my TMI episode. I won't get into graphic detail here. You can use your imagination with some of the things that have happened over in Disneyland and Disney World. I know if you've ever watched, (laughs) it makes me giggle, if you ever watch Friends, Ross talks about a scene um, where him and his ex-wife had a little... connection on small world during a ride breakdown but i'm sure that is based on true events not necessarily with ross clearly but with other guests i'm sure there's been multiple instances which i have already heard and i'm again putting in my tmi episode but yeah just i know you are affectionate towards one another or yourself but maybe don't do it in disney Um, Another one is don't feed the animals and don't cause harm to the animals. This one is clearly more specific to Animal Kingdom, but if you're destroying their habitat or um, interfering with the animal in any way, a lot of times they have no problem asking you to leave, or if you're really causing a scene, they'll just ban you right then and there. Um, Don't be selling or advertising things for your own business or another business while in the park. They'll definitely ask you to leave if they catch you repeatedly passing out business cards, trying to sell merchandise, whether it's t-shirts, bumper stickers, magnets, whatever it is. Just don't do it. Another thing that is, you know, obviously an exception to the rule is trading pins. If you're trading pins, that's totally fine. I have heard a lot of stories from cast members who are like, if we do catch you buying pins from each other or selling your pins to another guest, then they can ask you to leave on that note. So it's just the trading pins. And there's a lot of rules about trading pins. I feel like that's a whole nother episode too. But yes, the trading of the pins is totally fine. Another rule, entering in a restricted area. So if you're trying to sneak into places, aka the parks that are closed down in Florida... Those are a really good example of why you would get banned or uh, why you would get kicked off a property. So if they say just cast members or no entrance or whatever, just just read the sign and listen and follow the rules. That's It's pretty basic following the rules, especially if you can read. Um, one other story I will say is beware of what you joke. It's kind of like when you're on an airplane, there's just certain things you just don't joke about. Uh, time and place. And for my example of this, this was a story. I heard it immediately when it came out and I chuckled when I read it again for my research of this. But um, there was back in 2015, a guest at one of the Disney hotels was waiting to talk to another cast member about extending their stay possible possibility. And um, it was taking a while And he joked that he could, quote, build a meth lab, unquote, before he ended up speaking to the person he needed to speak with. 
this apparently went on the wrong side of the cast member he was talking to, and they decided that it was necessary for the sheriff's department to raid his room. They evicted the family, and the man is now permanently banned. So, uh, yeah, again, time and place, you guys. It's vacation. It's Disney. It's you're around family. It's just there's a lot of things going on where you really should be on your tip-top best behavior at Disney. And that brings me to one of the biggest gray areas, I should say, is language over at Disney. Now, I'm not going to lie. I don't have necessarily the cleanest mouth, but I definitely don't curse like a sailor in front of people, especially in Disney. But that being said, if you do curse, that's fine. That's totally good and well. But maybe you just don't announce all that stuff around everybody in Disney. You know, again, going back to it is a family place. And is there really a need for a ton of F-bombs? I know you're tired. I know it's hot. I know it's sticky. Sometimes it rains you and you can't ride the rides you want. Or they sell out of merchandise that you really wanted. But it it really doesn't matter because, again, you're a guest over at Disney and you really should be on your best behavior. I'm not saying act like a total different person, but maybe filter it just a little bit and maybe filter what you wear just a little bit. And at the end of the day, these are all just rules to help make your experience at Disney more magical as well as the people around you. So just take that in mind and maybe you'll be able to never have to be questioned by a cast member or be kicked out of the park like we've been seeing on so many TikTok videos recently. On that note, we'll go ahead and end this episode of Disney Rules. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 19 of Coffee Talk at the Castle. I really do love listening to all of your guys' stories, your emails, and all the comments you guys have left me or direct messages on my Instagram, Coffee Talk at the Castle. If you want to message me a story or a um, a podcast episode topic please feel free to at coffee talk at the castle at gmail. Again, thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. I'll see you next Friday. Have a great day.